Hey, welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a place dedicated to the powerful web words weave and the deep layers they uncover. Here you'll find a compilation of tips, tricks, and words of wisdom from writers, authors, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Basically, cool people doing cool things in the world and how they've used words as weapons of mass creation and inspiration. You'll also hear from me, your host, Louise Johnson. I'm a former marketing maven in New York and Switzerland. I left a lucrative job to follow my dream of becoming a writer. It's a never-ending journey, so I figured we should all be in it together. I've learned a lot along the way, but it's a constant evolution. My favorite part is how little by little, letters turn into words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, and before you know it, you've created something from nothing. And whenever that happens in life, it's nothing short of magic. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dive into today's chapter. Hello, welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. You are listening to chapter 31. And today we're talking all about the law of attraction and manifestation. This one might sound a little woo-woo, but I love talking about manifestation, law of attraction, especially when it comes to getting a book deal, getting a publishing deal, or even just finishing your book. I think it's an important part of the whole writing journey that sounds a little far-fetched at times, depending on your beliefs, but I think it's a fun one and an important one to incorporate into your whole writing regime. First, what is manifestation? You hear it thrown around a lot. It has spiritual connotations, but to me, manifestation means something that you bring forth into your physical life, your real life, experience through your thoughts, your feelings, and your beliefs. Basically, our entire life is one big manifestation. We're constantly manifesting our own life experiences all of the time. I'm no scientist and I can't really get fully into all of the science behind it, but they have proven that everything is made up of energy. Solid objects are energy, live animals are energy, and our thoughts are energy. People are energy. Everything around us is energy. And the universe, this world that we live in, is the energy field where all of these little balls of energy interact. That being said, you can look at manifestation from a spiritual, also a scientific point of view. The thing about manifesting is that if we just leave it up to our own natural desires, we will automatically default because we're human, we're born to be survival of the fittest, to look for and proactively try to avoid negative consequences. So we naturally default to negative thought patterns, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's supposed to protect us, but it can also hinder us from achieving what we want. It's kind of like a broken record. If you keep playing those negative thoughts over and over in your mind, those kinds of negative things, you'll attract that energy and it'll keep showing up time and time again in your life. Where we focus our thoughts and whatever we focus on expands. Often we make manifestation sound way more complicated than it really needs to be. Basically, it's not any sort of wizardry. It's just what you focus on, you get. And manifestation goes hand in hand with the law of attraction. The law of attraction is like attracts like, negative attracts negative. You attract what you think. 
I've also heard the law of attraction be called the universal law of thoughts. So it's all mental. It's all in your mind. Again, bear with me. I know it all sounds a little woo-woo, but I truly do believe you attract what you believe and what you think and where you put your mind. If you're always focused on the negative worst case scenario, it's always almost a self-fulfilling prophecy and you will manifest those worst case scenarios. The difference between the two, because to me they sound very similar, in the most basic simple terms I can explain it is that the law of attraction states that like attracts like, as I just said, and it means you're attracting something that is already in the world. Manifestation, on the other hand, could be about manifesting a scenario that doesn't already exist, is not in your realm a possibility yet. I like to think of manifesting as the byproduct of the law of attraction. It works through your thoughts, and a manifestation is what you create from those thoughts. The key for me and why I want to talk about it today is that I truly believe when you change the way you think, your life will change. And as a writer, if you focus on what you want instead of what you don't want, your chances of getting that book deal, finishing your book, getting an agent are so much higher. And why wouldn't you try everything in your realm of possibility to get and achieve what you really want? Now, let me pause there because figuring out what you want is a freaking hard thing to do. So when people say manifest your desires, manifest your goals, use the law of attraction to get what you want, you have to first really figure out what do you want? It sounds simple, but when I really put this into practice, I realized I actually wasn't specific about what I wanted. I used to write down, I want to write a book. I used to tell people, I want to write a book. And that was what I thought would magically manifest. What I realized, though, one small point is that if you just say it once or you write it down once and forget about it, that's not manifesting. It can't be a one-and-done situation. You have to embody it, think about it all of the time. So the first step is really going deep into being honest with yourself and figuring out what is it that you actually want. Let's take, I want to write a book. Okay, let's go deeper into that. Why do you want to write a book? I got a little clearer and said, I want to write a book and get it published. Okay, and then I had to think about that a little more. I want to write a book and get a literary agent and have it be traditionally published. Having it self-published is also another goal. I just had to get very specific on what I wanted in order to manifest that exact scenario. And underneath of my big goal, I listed all of the reasons why I wanted to write a book and get it traditionally published. I wanted that validation that a literary agent thought it was good enough and that a publisher thought it was good enough. I wanted to see it on the shelves of a bookstore. Whatever your big vision for yourself is as a writer and as an author, be super honest. List all of the reasons why nobody else has to read this. Just keep it in a notebook, but get really clear. And then once you've done that, change the words I want to I will. 
That's the part about the law of attraction and manifestation is you have to think you have already achieved it. You've got to start believing that you have already attained that goal that you want and put those feelings and those energy thoughts out into the universe. Instead of, I want to write a book, your ultimate goal should maybe change to something like, I will be a best-selling, traditionally published author. Even if there's a seed of doubt, you have to start believing and putting yourself into that future scenario, even though your present self can't see the path to get there just yet. Step into that future mindset and not only write down what you want, but also write down how you want to feel. You want to feel financial freedom, flexibility of your time, your own schedule. You want to simplify your life. You want to spend your days writing and reading. You want to feel worry-free, stress-free. You want to be able to walk into a bookstore and see your book there. Really allow yourself to picture and pretend as though you've already achieved that goal. What the bookstore will smell like, what you will serve at your book launch party. And you'll be amazed when you look back after the universe has done its thing. And it might not be the next day, it might not be the next month, it might not be that year. But nuggets of those thoughts and feelings, you'll have a sort of deja vu once you've achieved them. The more you do it, the easier it gets to push away those negative thoughts that will undoubtedly creep in. To focus on the feelings and emotions associated with getting a book deal or finishing your first draft, getting an agent, there are some daily practices you can do to implement the law of attraction and manifestation to achieve all of your wildest writing dreams. The first thing, as I already mentioned, is to write it down, whether that's in a journal, if you keep a Word document on your computer, in the notes app on your phone. I personally prefer putting pen to paper, date it. It's so fun to go back and look at what you used to write about and try to manifest and see what has come to fruition years or months down the road. Step two, after you've written it down, is to say it out aloud. You can start by just saying it to yourself in the car, but it's even better if you start talking about it and telling other people because that's what will hold you truly accountable and you'll start to believe it all yourself once you hear yourself talking about it. A third thing you can do is to make a vision board or a mood board, keep it accessible, have pictures of what you want to achieve, somebody doing a book signing, your favorite author, Oprah's a great one to have on there, JK Rowling, whatever it is that gets you into that mindset of your future goal is so, so, so helpful. I like to have one mood board for the theme of my book the time period, the setting, and then one mood board or a vision board for what I hope to achieve personally as an author. A fourth tip is to even make one of the images the background of your computer. You could create your own future book cover, make that your background, make it the background of your phone. It can be an author you admire or a bookish photo from Pinterest. Whatever it is, as soon as you log onto your computer every day or you open your phone, 
you'll be reminded of what it is that you would like for yourself. Write down your manifestation. I will be a published author, blah, 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 on a little sticky note. Put it onto your laptop, on your monitor, somewhere that it's visible. I also like to meditate. This is something that I've gotten into in the past couple of years. I kind of go into meditation as a visualization exercise. I like to think about walking into a bookstore, seeing my book on shelf, what my book cover design could look like. I visualize my characters, especially while I'm in the midst of writing a draft. I picture myself signing copies or opening galleys of my book in that brown box that you always see people ripping open and there's a million copies of their book in there. What my book launch will be like, all of the fun stuff, all of the rewards after the hard work of slogging through a draft and editing and the querying trenches and all of that. I have all day to worry about the hard stuff and getting the words down on the page, but during a meditation, whether it's five or 10 or 20 minutes of my time, that's when I get to focus on the fun, rewarding aspects that keep me going and keep me motivated when the going gets tough. Another one of my tips for manifesting your writing dreams actually comes from Jim Carrey. I'm not sure if you've heard this story before, but he wrote himself a check for $10 million in 1985, and he made it out to himself, and he wrote it for acting services rendered. Then he dated the check for 10 years in the future. He kept it in his wallet for a decade, And call it a coincidence, call it manifestation or the law of attraction, but in 1995, he found out that he was cast in the movie Dumb and Dumber, and you guessed it, his paycheck was for $10 million. Stories like that always stick with me, and there's a saying, I don't know who said it, but it's, until it's on paper, it's vapor. So until you write it down, until you write yourself a check, it's just a floating energy thought bouncing around in there. It helps take those wild dreams and make it more tangible and reminds you of it every single day. The creator and author of The Chicken Soup for the Soul did something similar. He wrote himself a check and taped it to his wall. In case you're wondering, the answer is yes. I wrote myself a check. I'm an old lady, so I still have a checkbook. And I wrote myself $100,000 for writing services rendered. I didn't quite go 10 million like Jim Carrey, although that would be amazing if that manifested itself. I'll have to come back and listen to this podcast. But I think my thinking on $100,000 when I wrote it, which is still a crazy lofty goal as a writer or an author, but I was thinking if I made $5 in royalties per book and I sold 20,000 books, which is a crazy number in itself, then... And if the book was, let's say, $20, that would be $100,000. So again, even in itself, that is a crazy lofty goal. I will keep you posted if it comes to fruition, but I have that taped to my wall as well. My last tip, and it's a recent one that I heard, which I think is so freaking cool, and I'm definitely going to do it myself, But an author created a fake New York Times bestseller list. She printed off a real one and then in Photoshop rejigged it so that 
the title of her future book, she hadn't even written the book yet. She put it as the number one best-selling book, and she put the date as the day before her birthday as a gift to herself. I think she gave herself four years to achieve this goal. She circled her name in red ink, printed it off, and put it on her vision board, this New York Times bestselling list. She said people would come in and be like, oh my god, I didn't know you had a book. And she goes, I don't, but I will someday. (laughs) And then five years later, so it wasn't the four years that she had hoped, but it was five years later, she got an email from this big New York publisher. They offered her a book deal, a big advance. And she went on to say, while she did not achieve number one bestseller status on the New York Times, she was an Amazon and I think it was a USA Today bestseller. Which is another important point to make, even if you don't achieve exactly the specific manifested goal that you write down or you put on your check or you put on your vision board, once you get there, you might realize even bigger dreams that you couldn't have fathomed until you got to that future point. And for this author... I mean, being a New York Times bestseller was her loftiest goal, and maybe she will still achieve that. But for the first book, she was elated to get this big publishing deal. And having that in front of her every day helped her be in that mindset and pretend as though she already was a bestselling author. The big thing for me about manifestation and using the law of attraction as a writer, as an author, is that you don't have to know how you're going to do something or when you will get it. You just have to believe and know that it will happen. All of these manifestation tips are just ways to implement the law of attraction in your everyday life. Suddenly when you're focused on it, you're writing it down, you're talking about it out loud, there's this cosmic shift where everything almost appears in alignment, coincidences pop up, You'll be at the right place at the right time. That doesn't mean self-doubt won't still be there, but it'll be a quieter voice. A quick story for me that comes to mind when I think of manifestation is right when I was trying to get a literary agent, I was deep in the querying trenches, the waiting game and the unknown of have they read it? Have they just not responded because they hate it and I'm the worst writer in the world? Your mind goes crazy. And this is after you've spent how many ever months or years writing and perfecting your manuscript to send it out into the world. I was thinking at this point in time how much I really wished I had another writing friend or a critique partner or some sort of writing group I could join to commiserate with somebody, ask them questions, who was in the same position as me, but I knew no one. And quite honestly, I was shy to even talk about it because I wasn't sure if I ever would get a literary agent, so I was weary of kind of putting my feelers out there and networking. But at that point, I knew it was something I needed to do, and I wrote down, I have it in my journals, find a writing partner, find a critique partner, find a beta reader, join a writing group. All of these things I started writing down. I was thinking about it a lot. I was researching it. And not even a week after I started really seriously embodying that and thinking that was my next step, 
bam, I was seated next to another writer at a wedding who also happened to be in the querying trenches. And then fast forward three months later, we kept in touch. She became an amazing person for me to bounce all of the self-doubt off of. She was feeling the same things. And we got our literary agents within a month of each other. It was amazing to see manifestation and the law of attraction in action. It was all I was thinking about. I knew it would happen and speaking with her made me believe it would happen even more because there was somebody else out there like me thinking the same thoughts and it just kind of unfolded magically and I really do chalk all of that up reading my old journal entries up to embodying the emotions and feelings of wanting a writing partner wanting to commiserate with someone, and then so strongly believing we would get agents. It wasn't a matter of if, it was just a matter of when. That belief didn't come overnight. I want to reiterate that it was by practicing, writing it down, talking about it, thinking about it, meditating, visualizing, all of those things that eventually led to this soft ripple effect and the universe coming together in a really beautiful amazing way i will leave you off before i end this episode if you're curious to learn more about the law of attraction and manifestation more than what i have talked about here today some great books are the power of now by eckhart tolle he is an oprah fave my second book recommendation is also by him it's his most recent it's called a new earth awakening to your life's purpose On Oprah's Super Soul Sunday podcast, she does this whole series with Eckhart Tolle, and it goes deeper into how your ego limits your thinking, how to have a growth mindset, and he talks about how the primary cause of unhappiness is never the situation, but your thoughts about it. Going back to that idea of negative thinking attracts negative outcomes, and positive thinking attracts positive ones. The third book would be The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. He talks about breaking the habit of worrying and how to take control of your thoughts. A fourth book is called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. A lot of these books have power in them. The Power of the Subconscious Mind is by Joseph Murphy, and he goes really into your subconscious and how that part, uh, how that part of the mind works. He talks a lot about visualization and gratitude. The fifth book I will recommend is probably the most popular. If you haven't heard of it, you've definitely seen the cover. It's called The Secret by Rhonda Brine. I feel like this is one of the first big books that talked about the law of attraction, how like attracts like, and how our thoughts create our lives. And then a sixth book is called Ask and It is Given, Learning to Manifest Your Desires by Esther Hicks. Keep me posted on your book journey or if you put any of these manifestation tips and tricks into practice. Definitely let me know if you write yourself a check or you create your own fake New York Times bestseller list. Those are some of my favorite ones to do. And never forget that you are not only the author of the work you are producing, but also the author of your own life. If you don't like how it's going, write a new chapter. And just know that if you believe it, you can achieve it. That's it for today's chapter of the Word Weaver podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes at louiseclairjohnson.com slash podcast, and you can follow us on Instagram at wordweaverpodcast. 
If you like what you heard today, I would love it if you considered leaving a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps more people find out about the Word Weaver. Until next time! I had a wait with words